Travis Ray and I met for the first time, I believe it was down in Gulf Shores, Alabama for the NAI National uh, Track and Field Championships. And then when I was at COSIDA uh, back in June, I was having lunch with some guys um, and this guy sits down and I'm like, I, I couldn't quite picture, you know, who he was. And it, it turned out that it was Travis. And then when I learned that uh, he was named SID of the year for the American Midwest Conference, I knew I had to have him on. So thank you, everyone. This will be episode 31 of SID cast. And like I said, Travis Ray is our guest today from William Woods University in Missouri. First of all, I want to thank everyone for downloading, subscribing. Uh, rating and reviewing is pretty important. Um, helps out with the iTunes algorithms and things that will show up. And if you have a friend, a colleague, coworker, you know, who uh, gets some that you believe, I guess, would get something out of these episodes, then by all means, you know, go ahead and share it with them. I mean, uh, we would love to have more people join the board and um, and love to obviously uh, expand our community and let that grow. Also, if you guys know of any uh, other SIDs of the year, I know I have two people lined up so far, those being uh, from Cornerstone and Grace College up in Winona Lake, Indiana. But if there are other any uh, SIDs of the year in, in your respective conference or you were named SID of the year, please let me know. Uh, I would love to have you on the show. I would love to just kind of tell your story and what it means to you to have that, you know, award honored to you. And I, I just want to hear more from it. I know that there are a couple releases and some Google searches that I do basically on a daily basis. Uh, they kind of trickle in and then I, I never hear about them until you know, weeks or maybe even months after the award was actually given out. But um, like I said, if you know, if you or anyone you know was named SID of the Year uh, in your conference, maybe even, uh, you know, uh, affiliated league, like, I don't know, water polo or lacrosse or something like that, uh, just let me know. Uh, email me at sportsinfocast at gmail.com. That is always our email. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. We're still on our pursuit to 500 followers. I'm both there, and that will end at the end of you know the summer, which I'm gonna say September first, middle of September. I don't know when the end of the summer is. I never know sorts of things like that. You think that it's summer, or you think that it's spring, but it's not. Um, yeah, that that you know deadline is kind of shifting so far right now. But as it is, it will be a uh, hundred and five tomorrow for work, and I gotta go move some wood chips. So I, I think it's still summer now. So yeah, our campaign is still on for that. Um, that would be backslash and at uh, Sports Infocast because SID Cast is already taken. Also, it's over for SoundCloud for us. We have shifted all of our files and migrated everything on over to our new website hosted by Fireside. That site is SID Cast dot fireside dot fm and uh, a user or a listener rather uh, submitted a question to me asking do i does anything change for itunes do i need to resubscribe or anything and the answer is no um i think i addressed this in the outro i believe this episode as i'm recording this it's the day after um, and i'm about ready to go to bed so um no you don't need to do anything for itunes you don't need to do anything you don't need to resubscribe or anything um, the only thing that really changed was the RSS feed, and that's just kind of like a hosting type of thing. That's on my end. That's on my technical side. And um, all I needed to do was submit to iTunes that that RSS feed has changed, and I had to submit my password, and that, that was 
that was the extent of that. So, um, like I said, recorded this yesterday, which was a Tuesday. Coming up next week, and I believe the week after, as we're lining these up, Cornerstone and Grace College, as I said earlier, so be sure to look out for those. We're also having some, uh, on social media, we like to have kind of like a question of the day thing. Uh, that'll go out every Tuesday, and what I like, I'm going to do, and I think tomorrow, uh, this being a Wednesday, and I meant Friday, so when by the time you hear this episode, tomorrow, Friday, uh, there I'll have a like a top five, top ten list of some things, and you guys uh, can chime in. I know that uh, Friday I do have a graphic lined up on podcasts I listen to, favorite podcasts, um, and I'll be asking about those. So um, we'll start off today's episode 31 with Travis Ray, the AMC SID of the year, and what it means to him to be honored with that award here on SIDcast. My reaction, I was, I was shocked. Um, I was driving back to Missouri when I found out, and I had another colleague in the AMC text me and go, hey, congrats on this award, and I, I honestly replied to him going, what do you mean this award? <laughs> um, I was I was in disbelief because I didn't get, I didn't I wasn't checking my email and I and I pulled over checked my email and I was all smiles the rest of a nine hour trip home. Um, it, it meant a lot to me to be voted AMC SID of the year by the peers. Uh, we have a good group of SIDs in the American Midwest Conference and just to be to be the voted as the SID of the year for this year meant. A lot. So you're you're not actually in Missouri right now. You've been making a couple trips back home to Wisconsin. Is that correct? That is correct. So uh, what what have you been doing all summer? I know you've got you've had some a lot of free time. We met up at Cosida there for a little bit. So what's been going on? When, when I've come home, I've done a little work on my laptop remotely. Otherwise, I've spent a lot of time on the golf course this summer. Is it how important is it to kind of get away from working with sport? I know a lot of people uh, they just can't seem to get away for any sort of break. I, to me, it's important to get away during the summertime as much as possible. Talk to your boss, see how often you have to be in, it, or if you can just work shorter hours. Um, the summertime's our dead period, so for me to get out of there and not have to be in or doing much throughout the summer is huge because we'll we'll be working long hours throughout the fall crossover seasons and all that and it's just good to recharge batteries so you you don't burn yourself out so golf is your way to recharge batteries golf is my way to recharge batteries <laughs> Any, anytime i get out on the golf course or driving range i have a, I, I will and i'll have a club in my hand do you always golf just in wisconsin or do you like to travel to different places i have when i'm home it's usually just in wisconsin a few courses around me I have traveled to a, di- a few different courses before, but it's usually just what's what what's ever around where I'm at at the given time. Oh, okay, so well, let's get into some of your background, some of your SID work and stuff. Uh, you actually go to another GLVC. Uh, you went to actually another GLVC school in UW Parkside. So, how let just spare no detail. How did you get into sports information at UW Parkside? When I was my sophomore year at UW Park said I was in a class, I can't remember the class, um, but I had a senior baseball player in the class who was working with the sports information director. I was good friends with the baseball player, and he goes, hey, 
you should, you should do this after me. He's looking for another intern. I, I think you would really enjoy it. So he, I, he brought me into the sports information director's office. Me and him talked and said, yeah, I, I would love to help out and, you know, learn the sports information traits more and more. And I, I helped out mostly with basketball my end of my sophomore year. And then I continued to help him out the next two years with aspects of creating the programs to uh, getting schedules put online to anything he needed done throughout the day. I could stop in and help him out anytime. And that's how I got started. So uh, you transitioned right over to Cardinal Stritch. What was that process like? Were you looking to get a grad assistantship or were you just looking for anything in sport at that point? When I was finishing up my undergrad with the sports information director at Parkside, uh, he, the, the, at the time, the sports information director at Cardinal Stritch was an alum from Parkside. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And he texted the one, the SID at Parkside, asking if I would consider going to grad school and being his GA. Well, I had nothing else lined up. Um, I had resumes out, but wasn't hearing anything back. So I said, sure, I'll come up and be a GA for two years. And that's how I got into there. But um, you also, we were just talking off air a, a little bit about this, and we may come back to this sort of topic, but you kind of took a brief hiatus from working in sports information. Uh, tell us about your little ad adventure down into Charlotte, North Carolina, where you worked for, uh, is it an amateur sport network type of thing? After two years at Eastern Oregon University, I left the business. I had a bitter taste in my mouth, and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, to work for National Amateur Sports, which help, helps promote and fundraise for high, uh, public high schools in Charlotte. Um, Char Charlotte's high school system is the biggest, first or second biggest in Charlotte with 19 different high schools. And I was finding ways to promote their high schools through social, social media and content on the websites we provided the high schools. So was it any different than being an SID for a university? It, it was different than being an SID at a university, but it was more like a conference office job. Right. Okay. Okay. You, you, you were worrying about every, every school and not just one school. So it, it felt like I was at a conference office bouncing around from game to game and not just going to the same high schools over and over. Yeah, that's fair. We'll get into these and I'll ask these a lot throughout the interview, but what was your, uh, Biggest horror story from working with that network? Biggest horror story with some of that is just finding the high schools uh, and, getting, and, and getting in because some of them were off the offbeat track. They all, I was supposedly on a pass list for every high school. Some high schools, yes, some high schools, no. Uh, high, I mean, just getting into the events. Um, some, some high schools down there, you were going through metal detectors to get in. I mean, it was it, you, coming from a small town in Wisconsin where you can pay your money, show them a pass, get into the game, and you're good, to looking around going, why is there a metal detector here? <laughs> How come there's all these cops here? Um, it was just, I mean, I wouldn't say there was any two, hor two, two stories too bad, but it was just that, that change of scenery where you're going, well, why is all this stuff, why is all this around? Why do they need all this? It's only high school athletics. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And we will talk about, you know, kind of moving around here 
here in just a minute, but uh, we also talked off air. You kind of got bit by the XID bug again. You missed it too much. Uh, I have two questions, two you know sides to this question, really. One, why did you get out of SID to begin with? And two, why did you want to get back in? From Eastern Oregon, in my opinion, I had I had a misunderstanding with a few bosses out there, and it just made the job job not fun. Yeah, uh, I, I was I wasn't passionate about my work the last six to eight months out there. I was just going through the motion, trying to get everything done. And I at that point, I was like, you know, this isn't fun. This isn't enjoyable. I'm I'm going to get out. I'm going to try to stay in the athletic field, which I did, but I I got out. Once I got out, and I moved to Charlotte, I, I enjoyed it for I enjoyed the first couple months because. It was over the summer months where it's the downtime for an SID. Once all the sports started, I was looking. I got bored on nights and weekends where I'm not used to working an eight to five, nine to five job. Right. Um, so then I, in, in my free time, I would go. I went and helped out at Winthrop University and UNC Charlotte when I could, and it got the passion back in me to be an SID from seeing the passion of their SIDs. And once that hit, I wanted to get back into the field. What kind of things did they have you do at Winthrop and UNC Charlotte? Um, when I was when I was helping out at UNC Charlotte, I was helping out strictly with football stats. Um, it was I, I asked them if I could come up and volunteer to help out in any aspect of their foot with their football team. They were they are a conference USA team, and they said, "Yep, come on up," and they let me be a spotter for the football stats oh, okay. with, Winthrop, with Winthrop I was helping out run their video broadcast and social media for home events I would at, at first I went down there and I was just going to help out with try finding ways to cut cut highlights of goals during soccer games as they happened depending on how many student workers they had would depend on what I would do as well um, I I ran their replay system. I was a uh, director of their video st- video stream for a few games. I made graphic packages that went on air over uh, over their score bugs. You name it, and I was helping out with it at Winthrop. So I, I just thought of this question kind of on the spot. You wanted to get out of it real bad because you kind of lost your passion. Uh, what would be some advice you would have to some SIDs that you know, are, we're kind of in the same situation you are in to where they're not real passionate about their work and they're just going through the motions. So what are some things that you would say to them or some things that they can do to kind of reignite that flame? What I would what I would say is don't overdo it. Um, right now, a lot of the SIDs are making these graphic packages for every, every award, everything, video highlights, do everything, and usually they're a one-man shop or if they're a one-man shop, um, you can burn yourself up by how much work you're doing. Um, cut, cut back on some of the work you're doing. Get, get out of the office. I- enjoy everything. Don't just work your life away. Okay. So um, when you got back into it, did you, you know, look around immediately? I mean, where, where was your mindset at when you were trying to find a job again in sports information? My, my mindset was whoever will take a shot with me, I'll go. I'll go back in. I had a I had a few applications out at a few schools in the 
North, North and South Carolina areas. They didn't pan out. And then um, a friend of mine texted me about the opening at William Woods and asked if I would be interested. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll apply. And that's how I found out about the opening at Woods and how I got that position. This is going to be my, my next question. You have moved, you know, so far away from home. You went to North Carolina, Oregon. Uh, now you're in Missouri. So why move around all, all over the country? And what's been some of the most difficult challenges with doing that? For me to move all around the country, it's nothing major. Um, I, I'll go where the job takes me. I'm not going to, right now, I'm not going to say, hey, I have to be in this area and limit my job search. I can be a social butterfly, so for me to meet new people in a different area doesn't affect me. I just like to go where the jobs are. The hardest part can be meeting people right away because you get the mindset that, hey, I'm here for this job. I'm just going to work. I'm going to work my tail off and do everything for this job and not worry about anything else. And that bites you in the rear because if you're working so much, you don't meet the people. You don't get to enjoy where you're living. So were there any kind of culture shock moments that you had? You, you know, you mentioned it earlier that you, when you were covering high school sports in North Carolina, um, you, you came across metal detectors. I mean, were there any big culture shock moments? I wouldn't say big culture shock moments. It was just getting used to the different areas. Um, look, my favorite high school down in Charlotte was, is one of the most, is, is one of the most productive high schools in Charlotte for producing football players. Randy Moss's kid was playing there at the time I was covering the team. Hmm. So, I mean, like Randy Moss would be at the games away from everyone else, just enjoying the games. I mean, it was just that mindset of, okay, these are your next big athletes, but it's not a big deal because you've already covered national champions at a college level or, mm-hmm. and everything. It was just getting that mindset in of, ooh, I'm not starstruck. And, I mean, that can go any, anywhere where you work. Uh, what what would be, you know, I think we talked about this with Chris Downey on one episode when you are starstruck in that moment by, you know, Randy Moss is sitting there, you know, a couple of these kids might play in the NFL. What's the best way to not get, you know, starstruck or st- stuck in the moment there for just a second and then have to recompose and, and do your job? For, for me, it, I mean, I, I saw him. It was OK. He, he's here. That's that's great. Um <laughs> There was being a Packer fan. I wasn't a big Randy Moss fan. It was. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was. I, I was with other media members from the local TV stations, and we were we would always carry conversations going back and forth. So yeah, we knew he was there, but we were more or less worried about the game and getting what we needed to from the games. There's a, a lot that you've done in your career. What what is one thing that you haven't done that you've always wanted to do? One thing I haven't done in my career, um, I guess, I mean, one thing I want to do and I just never had the time because I've always been doing stats or something is start broadcasting games. I believe I can because I have the knowledge to do some broadcast, but I'm always doing something else at games and I don't want to tie myself down to one thing, but I think doing some play-by-play or color would be fun to do. So who, who is the play-by-play or color guy that you listen to the most that you would take you know, the most knowledge away from. I grew up watching any game I could on TV. Um, the one guy I would, I, I love, I love listening to is the, the, the Milwaukee Brewers broadcaster, um, Bob Uecker. What are some things that he does that, that you, you really took away? I, if I can get my English out too, gosh. 
just just listening to him and how he describes the game. He'll bring in different facts about the city he's in. Um, just trying to connect everything to the surrounding area where they're playing. Uh, what If it's a 3-0 count during a baseball game and the pitcher throws one right down the middle, he goes, oh, and that one's right down Wisconsin Avenue, which is a major road in the Milwaukee area. Mm-hmm. And that, that everyone knows is just straight as an arrow, and you're not going to – you're. You're hitting your locate, or you're throwing it right down the middle, just to get the strike. Right. Um. It's just bringing some small facts into it. Same question I'm gonna have, but has there been something that you, or a resource, or a person that you had at, uh, you know, one university or one college that you don't have now that that you look back and say, man, I, I wish I had that one thing. Skill skill wise, I wish I had more. Um, ability to do video editing and had the ability or more time to do video editing for highlights. Is it a major downfall? No, because I'm not going to overdo myself and stress myself out about more work. Okay. Uh, you joined the mentorship program. You and I both went to that uh, new, obviously, mentorship program. I don't know why I have to say it so many times. But um, how important is a mentor to you? And do you plan on being a mentor uh, in the future, basically? To me, the mentorship means a lot because it it connects you with people you might not otherwise connect with. Um, last year, I think, was the second year of the program, and I was mentored with Lori Bolig from Cosida. She might she shoot the previous SID, but she gave me different perspectives on how to look at things and approach jobs. Um, I, I think it's beneficial because you can get new ideas. You can get new connections to help you advance your career or to talk to about jobs if you're getting burned out that you might not have had in the past. Um, I do plan on being a mentor in the future. I just wanted one more year as a mentee yeah. to, get more, to, to get more ideas. Um, I, do, I do tell people all the time if they have any questions, they can get in touch with me, email, text me. Talk to me on Twitter. I I am big on helping anyone out in any way I can. Uh, I I've connected with people on social media that's helped me out. That's get given me leads on jobs, given me advice and all that. And it's it's been a blessing in disguise. So you know, what would you say to somebody who's kind of reluctant or doesn't really know how to start to find a mentor? When I was out west before I joined the program, I I found. Mike Stafford out at College of Idaho. Um, and he was always there if I had any questions. He knew I was new to the conference, new to the area out there. And he would he would always open up his doors to me, hey, if you ever need this, if you never, ever need to bounce an idea off of just find that one person who knows or who's good at their job, who will open up and be there for you any time of the day, just to bounce ideas or questions off of and run with it um he, he's the one sid i truly look up to in the business get asking around i finding that um finding that one person in your conference that you can rely on he i mean we were conference rivals and we we talked on a daily basis it's he, he was willing to help me transition to be a full-time sid without me asking 
he kind of just fell in my lap and wanted to help out and see me succeed. Um, we're going to circle, but kind of back around to the AMC SID of the year. Cause I have some things I want to kind of bounce off of that. Why do you think, uh, the other SIDs in the AMC voted you? I think they voted me this year because of the quality of work I put out from William Woods, but I also helped out at, in different aspects of the our conference championships and the NAI national cross country championship. We took our conference took the NAI national cross country championships 46 days away from the competition. And right. I, 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 I was volunteered by my AD to help out in any aspect that needed to be helped out. And so I was helping out with that and managing everything at my school. And it was just that balance and being willing to help out anyone in our conference that needed help. Yeah. You mentioned that. Cause I, I remember that with the NAI getting that so quickly, what was going on during the conference office? I mean, were they asking for it or did the NAI, you know, say, Hey, can you host this? You know, like you said, 46 days out of competition. That is, that is a quick turnaround to, to host a championship like that. It, it, it was really quick. Um, I think, I'm not sure how we got it. I heard rumors we were looking at it, and the course we were running on, or we were going to, we ran on, was hosting D3 the following year. So they were like all excited. Yes, you can, you can use our course. We'll get you whatever you need because they wanted basically a test run for the D3 nationals. But it was, it was a time crunch to get everything done to get over there and get everything set up and try to enjoy a meet that was stressful at the same time when you haven't been to the course for more than three days. Okay. Um, we haven't had anybody uh, on this podcast that, ha- I mean, we've had a couple you know, conference coordinator people come on, but nobody that's worked at a national office. How did, how did you get to working with the NAI? Well, I was finishing up grad school and I needed, I was sending out job apps and, I, I wanted another year of experience if I couldn't find an assistant SID job. Well, the NAI internship opened up, and my boss my boss at the time goes, hey, you should, you should apply for that. And I applied, interviewed, and got it, and I continued to grow my network of SID connections that I have around the NAI. So what was a, a typical day like in an NAI national office? It, it was it was different. It was an eight to five job. First part of the week was always players of the week, finding a game of the week, and top twenty five polls. It's it's a slower day because you don't have games to prepare for. So I mean it's 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 a slower culture, and you don't have much to worry about at night. So it was it was relaxing until national championship time got around, where you're working every game of the national championships. I have to ask this real quick because I just saw it on your bio. You an arena football fan? A little. Yeah. Um, I, I I worked the indoor football league when I was in Green Bay right before grad school. At that time, the Green Bay Blizzards were was owned by the same people that owned their Northwoods League team. Oh, okay. In Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. So the front office staffs kind of some people go back and forth, and the the guy that hired me goes. Do you want to help out with this too? <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, yeah. Something, uh, something else for the resume. Yeah. Uh, is, has there ever been any sport that you haven't worked in yet? Uh, it could be a professional league or whatever uh, that, that you really want to, you know, dig your hands in. In the long run, if I could work for a major league baseball team, I think that would be awesome. Um, I'm a huge baseball fan. It's my favorite sport. I A couple of years ago, I had the um, MLB TV on my computer, and I would work in my office and have a game going on every time I could. Um, I, don't, I can never get enough baseball, so if I could somehow get in the, in the major league baseball, it would be awesome. So your goal, you know, one day would be work working with the MLB in some capacity, but you just won the AMC SID of the year. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Uh, but so what is next for you? It, it, what is, you know, a typical personal goal look like for an SID for those that don't know? Right now, my, my personal goals are to continue to promote the schools I'm at the best I can and to win. I, I guess it's to win more AMC SIDs of the year and just give the coverage to the athletes at William Woods the, the most coverage and the coverage they deserve. All right, so now that we're going to get into this portion of the interview to where I like to ask some fun questions, and I'll, we'll, I'll kind of stem off of basically what you said. And I apologize beforehand, Travis. I should have, should have, you know, told you about this earlier. But are you big into kind of digital media teams? Do you look at a lot of graphics? I do look into a lot of graphics. I I. A lot of the people I follow on Twitter are people who will tweet out graphics or different sports teams. So uh, if you had to give out, uh, I guess, a top five or top three, whatever you're feeling today, uh, award for the best digital media team, who would it be? Let's see. Um, Boston College is up there. Uh, Mark Majeski does an awesome job with everything he puts out for those guys. Wow. No, no, I'm struggling to think of who else. I know, I know. I <laughs> looked at recently. Yeah, I, um, I did the same thing. You know, I could think of, you know, 50 if nobody had asked me. But you know, I put people on the spot here. I totally understand. The way social media is running now, I think the Los Angeles Clippers do an awesome job with everything they, they put on Instagram. And I'll go. I'll try to get a third one. I'm trying to think of who else I followed and I. Who've done a great job? I mean, it, it it all it it all varies. I mean, I I like to, I'll honestly say I like to see what ESPN puts puts up their on their Sports Center graphics for Twitter. Yeah, okay. I've I've, I've copied some of their stuffs that they've done for different graphics. The way changed tweaked them up a little, but for my my graphics, I've found a graphic of theirs I liked and I've t- taken it and recreated it. Your favorite memory from your professional tenure? My favorite memory, I wasn't at the events, but it would have been covering Eastern Oregon track when we had two national champions in a day. Yes, I wasn't at, at the at the championships, but just being able to say you've covered a national champion throughout the year meant a lot to me. Okay. Have you been able to make any trips? That's where I first met you, actually. I don't know if you remember that. But we were at at Gulf Shores. You ever been back to Gulf Shores? I was back there this year. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, that was just a little side bit I like to have because I that was my favorite trip I've ever taken. It's the, the track championships be my favorite. Yeah. Um, there, there's not a lot of downtime, and you get to see a lot of great athletes in competition. Yeah, and Birmingham is also a very popular spot that I love to stop at. They've got a nice. Uh, 
uh, wing spot that, uh, God, every time we talk about going to vacation down south, I always say Birmingham. We have absolutely no reason to go there because we have family in Mississippi, but that's always one place I, <laughs> I always want to go. So we just talked about uh, your favorite memory. How about on the other side of the coin in your whole you know, time with sports info, time with working with uh, that network down in Charlotte, what has been your horror story? I mean, I, I, I would say standing volleyball for your first time, which I didn't do until I got to William Woods, was, was and still is absolutely horrifying for me um it's it's such a quick moving game there's no time to make a mistake and you have to be perfect and it's it, it gets to be okay did i enter that right is that right or is that right or oh crap what did i miss now <laughs> i mean if you if you don't have a good collar for volleyball it's tough to it's tough to stab that's true so um when you see other SIDs in your conference, division, hell, maybe even the country, what are some characteristics that they have that when you look at them, you say that is a good SID? I, I mean, it, it, it fluctuates. It's it, it depends on, I guess, the person and how you, you perceive them. Um, I, I like the willingness to help out and be open and have someone – Someone who will be able to talk to you if you have any questions. Just someone who will put the athletes in front of the goals they have. I mean, for me, yes, winning this the AMC SID of the year was awesome. But in my eyes, I was just doing my job, and I was just promoting the student athletes the way they should get promoted and the, giving them the coverage they should get. So when uh, you say that they need to put the athletes first, and you don't have to name names, but have you seen one thing or one case to where someone has put uh, themselves before the athletes first? I mean, I've I've seen people post comments on social media that they they want to do one thing at a at a game because that's on the softball team to do, and not it's not on the SID. Okay. Which which everywhere I've been, it's kind of been turned around where. The SID should be handling that aspect of that, and it shouldn't be on a softball team. Okay. So uh, how about one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? I mean, the things I want to learn more about is Photoshop, because Photoshop's always growing, and video editing software. I've, I've done some video editing, but I want to continue to learn that so I can keep on improving everything I do from a video standpoint for my, for the schools. So I'm just curious when, when you've applied to these jobs all around the country, from when you started to, to what you see job requirements now was Photoshop. I mean, was graphic design, was that even a part of it years ago? Back when I started, I, I would say seven years, uh, seven, five to seven years ago. No, not as much. It was hey, if you, if you have it great, but yeah. now I, now you see it, and it's more almost a requirement to have at least some ability to do some Photoshop skills. So, what is the next, you know, quote, quote unquote, uh, requirement that you may be predicting? I, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. I'm hoping I'm hoping nothing else comes <laughs> up, so SIDs don't have to continuously learn everything, and they can just say, "Hey, this is." We're, we're doing everything the best we can right now. 
this is awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. One piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession. Don't be afraid to network. Anyone in our profession will talk. Should should be willing to talk to you about anything about the profession and help help you out. That's how I've got got to where I am is from networking with different people on social media, at the Cosada convention, or even just by shooting an email to a random person. Don't be afraid to reach out to people and get ideas and pick people's brains. Uh, yeah, that, I think that that's been you know the most common consensus. I can say this with SIDcast that. Uh, when I first started this, um, people wouldn't, one, wouldn't reply because I started in the middle of football season. I don't know why on earth I, I did that. But, um, and two, people would say, no, I don't want to come on, but this is something, some people that, you know, would be willing to do it. And now when I do it, they just reply within an hour. So uh, it, it's, it's, everybody here is trying to help you and, I'm completely with you. Networking and everybody's just so friendly. That's that's what I love about about this whole thing. Uh, work life balance. Other than golf, what do you do to have fun? I I work out once a day for probably half an hour at a time. I watch a lot of Netflix. I just relax. I find different ways to relax. So, what was your uh, current Netflix binge? My current net. I mean, I just finished The Ranch. Now I'm waiting for the fourth season to come out. Before that, I was watching uh, Criminal Minds. I, I finished the entire Criminal Minds series seasons on Netflix. Okay, all right. Uh, going back to something you said earlier, and I know Cytochat just talked about this, not but last night. Uh, health and wellness, how important is it to kind of stay in shape being an SID? I work out because I know... During the years, I'm not going to get out of the office some nights until 10, 10, 10 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go home and cook anything. I'm going to stop and eat fast food. So that's, I mean, to me, health and wellness is important because you're going to work the late nights. You're going to eat the bad food for you. So I try to off, offset that by trying to work out for a half hour a day. Okay. Next time, okay, I'll give you kind of two options here. You can do either one you want. Next time someone is by William Woods or next time someone is in the Wisconsin, you know, Milwaukee area, where is the best place to eat or where should they stop off for a drink? I will go next time they're around the Fulton area. There is a restaurant in the Brook District District of Fulton called Beck's. It is unbelievable food. Okay. All right. I would go there. Next time, if someone wanted to get in touch with you just for any questions or maybe even some networking themselves, what is the best way to do it? Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. I have my I have my Twitter account open basically all day. Uh, my uh, it's at Travis Travis Ray. Well, one word. It's my name. I I usually reply to every comment I get, and if 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 you ask me a few questions, I'll probably follow you back and then direct message you with my cell phone number to get in touch with me. Okay. All right. Cool. Travis, that was it. That was your interview. What, what, it wasn't too bad, was it? No, that wasn't bad at all. Okay, cool. Uh, what, do you have anything else fun playing for the summer? I meant to ask you. I'm going to try to get to a Cardinals baseball game later on this year. It might not be until September. Uh, a buddy of mine from when I was in Green Bay actually plays for the Cincinnati Reds. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get over to a Cardinals Reds game this year to watch him play. Uh, that'll be a heated thing because I know a lot of Reds fans over by where I live, uh, they uh, don't care much about the Cardinals. So um, good good luck there. But um, that, um, not many people in the NL Central like the Cardinals or the Cubs. So yeah. we're, we're good there. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they keep teetering one way or the other. Down in Evansville, they you know you're either a Cardinals or a Cubs fan. I've not met a baseball fan that's a fan of you know anybody outside those two teams so that's a i can yeah i just completely understand that so thank you everyone uh that was episode 31 with travis ray of william woods university the owls actually amc sid of the year again travis congrats to that congratulations to you hopefully we can do this in the future when you win more of these sounds good thank you for having me hey no prob uh everyone thank you all for downloading subscribing rating and reviewing is very important thank you all for the average five star rating on itunes it does mean a lot to me uh and just a brief reminder soundcloud we have officially removed our hosting services from soundcloud and have transitioned it over to our new site sidcast.fireside that is one word f-i-r-e-s-i-d-e dot f-m and I'll address, I know I addressed this kind of in the intro, but uh, someone asked me, do they need to resubscribe on iTunes since the shift, the migration of all the files? Basically, the answer is no. Um, the only thing you need to do is sit back and enjoy and listen to every episode and uh, give a five-star rating. So that's the only thing that you need to do. The only thing on my end uh, was the RSS feed, which you guys don't have to worry about, just, just shift it. So... Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook using backslash sports info cast because SIDcast is already taken and email me anytime to tell me that you love it. You hate it. Uh, if you want to be a guest, completely fine. Um, I, there is a mixture of volunteers and people that I asked to come on the show. So it's nothing new. If you're like, I want to be on the show, but I don't want to ask type of thing. You, you, you're, you're completely fine. Um, thank you all for listening, and we hope to catch you all in the next episode.